This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back listening to Militantly Mixed. I would like to acknowledge that the Main Hustle Media podcasts are recorded on the traditional lands of the Karankawa, the Chumash, and the Tongva people, and I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Hey y'all, welcome to Militantly Mixed, the podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your host, Charmaine Fury, aka the Blasian Blurred, the busiest mixed race by gender, bisexual, polyamorous, atheist, comic book nerd, cat mom, and two-time Asian American Podcasters Association's Golden Crane Award winning podcaster in this podcasting game. This is episode 170, and it's just hopefully going to be a quick solo episode because I am preparing for traveling at the end of the week, and um, I have a few announcements that I want to make for y'all as well. And then when I come back from L.A., I think that's the last of my travel for a while. So um, I can start getting back into the regular swing of Militantly Mixed after that. But, um, but for now, I want to address last week's episode and how much interaction we received from that episode. It has been, it really has just opened up a conversation that Teresa and I have been talking about for a while, but we're talking about it in an echo chamber as two mixed people who do not have the same experience as what we talked about last week and so we've got a lot of engagement on the episode and so we finally have people to talk to that come from this experience to get into it so last week auntie Teresa Stovall and myself we dropped the fourth installment of the mixed auntie confidential episodes which we do uh, once a month on the show and in this discussion we talked about white passing white presenting white assumed identity or people who have that experience and um, Teresa had some questions that we wanted to get into based off of her experiences in a lot of mixed groups on Facebook and Clubhouse and things like that and so what she started to notice in these groups she's in way more groups than I am I'm in a couple of groups that I feel safe space in Um, there's a lot of toxic mixed groups out there that I have been a member of and dropped once I saw how toxic they were and the fact that the moderators don't engage on toxicity uh so I dipped out but Tress is like don't worry I got this I'm gonna be in there with my ear down just paying attention to what the babies are doing uh so in these groups she's noticing more and more that there are people who describe themselves as white passing in their bios using the term white passing and uh while we have been understanding over the last couple years that white passing isn't necessarily an accurate description for what happens now, where it's really more about people assuming that you are white based off of your appearance, even if you're a mixed person, um, or, or that your presentation appears white to people, even if you're a mixed person. And so the terminology of white presenting, white passing, or white presenting, white assumed, white appearing, these are starting to be the, the more acceptable terms that don't put the action of passing on the mixed person. Whereas mixed people back in time of enslavement 
and in Jim Crow, Reconstruction, and pre-Civil Rights era, maybe even some somewhat in the Civil Rights era, there were people who were actively passing for safety, for security, because they happened to be a mixed person that appeared more white than black. And so there is, it's conceivable that during enslavement, during Jim Crow, that people were actively passing for safety, to stay out of slavery, to escape slavery, to um, just live as a, a human without all of the uh, indignities, degradations, violence of enslavement. And so to use the term white passing, we uh, collectively have agreed that 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 has a place in the past and that's not necessarily what people are doing now. Not to say that it's not possible that people who appear white and are mixed or are not mixed but just happen to appear white may play up the white appearance in order to just be accepted as white. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but the motivations behind why it happens now is not the same as a person who was born of an enslaved woman, but their father is Massa, and they can escape and live somewhere else because they appear white. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about white passing. Or that is what we should be talking about when we're talking about white passing, but that's not what we're seeing is happening now it's a different it's a different thing and so that's why white presenting white assumed white appearing are the terms that people are using now so teresa had the question this is why we did the episode she had the question what basically like what's the move for a mixed person who uses to the words to describe themselves as white passing nowadays now that it has been more understood across the board that um, white passing is different than what is happening right now. Uh, so it's the question about what's the move? Is it an aspiration to pass as white? Is it an authentic description because you happen to pass as white? Or is it something else? Like trying to understand the, the choice behind that. That was really what prompted the conversation. And, you know, we talk a lot, we're talkers, so we meander throughout it. And so we end up covering a lot of different things within the white presentation um, discussion, knowing that we were coming from it as outsiders, as two people of mixed heritage that are light-skinned and are racially ambiguous but aren't assumed as white when we move around the world. We wanted to engage with people who do have that experience so that we can just understand it. We want to understand our mixed cousins from that experience group. In the same way that I actively reach out to a new mixed person on every episode to have a conversation about their own personal experience, this is not any different. It's just that we had it in um, like a conversation that didn't have a person of that experience in it. Um, opening up in the hopes that we could start hearing more. And after all the interaction that I received last week in email form, in uh, comments on the Instagram post, in comments on the Facebook group, um, there was a private thread, there's a thread going on right now in the private group that was started by a former guest of the show, cousin Tiffany Todd, who um, is a, to me in appearance, very pale, yes, but racially ambiguous, but in their experience and how they maneuver and how people perceive them, predominantly perceived as a white person. Um, 
she shared her experience and, and some feelings that she had related to the episode. It sparked some conversation. And so there's a lot of people engaging both from that experience and people who don't have that experience. They're just like, oh, I didn't realize it was like that for you. Um, most of everything I've seen so far has been very positive and supportive and empathetic. Um, I don't know if I have seen anything negative, but it has engaged people. We are talking about it. And this is what I want for every episode of Militantly Mixed. But it seems that the only time, <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about this yet, actually. Um, it seems that the only time I get this much interaction on a particular episode, that it predominantly is about white appearance. This dates back to September 2018 when I dropped episode 9 with my high school, actually we weren't friends in high school, we, we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other in high school, we have become friends as adults. Uh, Gretchen, we went to the same high school, uh, we became friends and we ended up having a conversation about their situation because they are of both white and Peruvian heritage and within their Peruvianness, there is also European whiteness. Um, so they are a very white presenting person across the board, but they do have a facial feature structure that looks like their Peruvian um, indigenous relatives and they have bright red hair. So you're not mixing Gretchen as a redhead white appearing person, but because she was raised in um, a household with a Peruvian mother and with Peruvian food and culture, that's part of the identity. Identity. But what Gretchen's big question on that episode was, because I am white, and we did use white passing back then because at that time it, it wasn't being used presenting, assuming as much as it is now. So that was something that sparked my journey towards learning about this a little bit more. We did say white passing on that episode. So she says, with my you know, parents being white, am I even allowed to claim mixed race identity? And to me, that was the heart of our conversation, was just because you appear white, do you get to identify as what you are, which is a mixed person of whatever heritages you have? And for me, that's where Be Your Mixed Ass Self was born, because I could hear the self-doubt. And, and mind you, I haven't listened to the episode probably in three years, but... Um, I could hear the self-doubt, I do remember that, and I, I remember the, you know, but can I, but can I, but can I, and I ended up saying a little bit probably shouty, but with love, like, be your mixed-ass self, like, and what that meant then is not much different than what it means now. You are a person of this mixed heritage, you have access to both these cultures, be that. Tell that to people when they misidentify you. Tell them how you allow them to identify you, not how they're identifying you. No one gets to put that on you. They can say it, they can tell you what they think, but you don't have to absorb their opinion about your appearance, about your identity, about how much access you are allowed to have to claim your heritage. That is your decision and only yours to make. Be your mixed ass self. That's what the fuck that means, and that's where it came from. It came from the white passing episode, the very first one I did. To this day, nearly four years later, we're about to have our fourth anniversary, July 2022. This is by far the most downloaded episode of Militantly Mixed, and on a weekly basis, I am still getting downloads of this show. It has never really slowed down. 
Um, it is the most commented on and most engaged in form of email of any episode I've done of Militantly Mixed, and it's from three and a quarter years ago, three and three quarter years ago. I, as a non-white presenting mixed person, did not expect to be the place where white passing conversations would land, but Militantly Mixed was one of the first mixed race podcasts that lasted longer than 12 episodes, and so naturally, it's gonna come up on this show. And it has come up, and this is where I get the most engagement. <laughs> and the thing is, I just don't feel that I am personally equipped enough, not coming from that experience, and also not having a psychology degree, and not being educated in racial identity outside of my own experience as a mixed person who also happens to host a show on racial identity. I don't know that I'm equipped to give the best advice to someone from that experience. Um, I don't want to assume that I can. And so I want to have the conversation not just with other mixed people, but mixed people from that experience so that I can start to learn and absorb that and so that maybe in the future I can be more helpful than I might accidentally be in just having a mixed race podcast to people from that experience, the people that reach out to me, which, like I said, is quite a lot. In fact, over the course of the last three and three quarter years, majority of the people who have a white passing, white presenting, white assumed experience reached out to me to be a guest on the show because they heard Gretchen's episode. So Gretchen's episode, episode nine, is the gift that keeps on giving to people who have a white presentation and are mixed. Um, and Gretchen also engaged in conversation on the Facebook group about this um, topic that we covered. And it opens up a, a can of worms for some people. It, it reminds them of moments in which they are erased as a mixed person or, or not believed um, for what their mix is and stuff like that. So I know that it's not an easy topic for y'all to talk about. And that I, the skin in the game that I have in having this conversation is wanting to be a safe community space for people of all mixes, right? So I want you to feel that you can be here, be safe, engage on this topic without judgment, without feeling like you're going to have to alter how you identify yourself um, based off of any opinion or thought process that I may have and stuff that I've gained over the course of doing this show. Um, I might be able to be of help to y'all. I might. I don't know that I'm the best person for the job as a non-white presenting mixed person. But I'm going to be here and support y'all. I'm going to be here and try to gather the right people for y'all if I can. And so that's what we're at. Teresa and I are actively engaging with a number of other people who either do have a white presentation or grew up in a predominantly white um, space as a mixed person and, um, and can shed some light on this. So we're going to have more conversations about this in the future with people who actually come from those experience groups. We're also sort of cataloging the comments and the, the, the messages that we've received based off of this so that we can share that with those people that we're bringing on as either experts or um, people from that category. And we're trying to plan some sort of an event, some sort of closed, militantly mixed, safe space event, a virtual event, in which those of you who do have that experience can come and talk in a safe space where we can get to the heart of what kind of support y'all need and what y'all want to talk about related to that. Um, to reduce sort of the erasure that y'all must receive 
as uh, white appearing mixed people. And to, to get into the conversations about how to maneuver as a mixed person who does appear white in spaces and where you could be very powerful on behalf of people of color. Whether or not that's your responsibility is a different question, but in terms of providing information and tools to be that person if you want to be, that's something that we're, we're working on. So when we have that nailed down, I will start providing information about that. For, but for now, keep engaging. I've received several emails. Uh, we also got several comments on Instagram and uh, on the Facebook thread. And we're, we're pulling those comments so that we can kind of digest it and work it into whatever we talk about in the future for this kind of stuff. Um, and man, I wish this was the level of engagement I had on every episode. It's so... That's been the dream. That's why I started the show. I, it wasn't that I just wanted to be a podcaster. It's that I wanted to engage regularly with mixed people. And, and while it's very important to save a space for one person to share their own experience on this show, in the group environment, being able to share within community, I just think I, I learn and grow so much faster that way. And I wanted to be able to have that. But I only seem to have this level of engagement on white presenting episodes or on related to the white presenting topic. And given that I don't feel equipped to be the right person for that job necessarily, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, it'd be so much easier if I had this level of engagement on Blasian issues because I'm a Blasian person who maneuvers that way. But I'm doing whatever I can at my best to try to make sure that I um, continue to keep that narrative going for those of y'all who want to talk about it or keep that topic open for those of y'all who want to talk about it, engage on it. Um, but I'm going to tell you, y'all are more equipped to talk about it publicly than I am. I'm providing a, a platform for it. Um, but I'm not going to be the person who can answer those questions for you. I can only try to help you answer those questions. You know what I'm saying? So it's, a, it's a, a heavy thing for me to be providing a space in which I'm not the most equipped person to handle the conversation, um, but I'm going to try, and that's really all I think I can do. <laughs> um, but we're going to get into this because this topic ain't going away. Y'all don't have many platforms that I've been able to, to witness in which your shared experience as white appearing white presenting mixed folks um, can be heard in safety and not be shut down. Um, so I, I just hope to be able to do that. That's, that's basically it. Uh, I, I don't feel like I can go on much more without Teresa present and without us doing you know, further um, analysis of what we've received information-wise so far. Um, so I just wanted to make sure y'all know I'm addressing that we got a ton of interaction last week. It was a very solid episode. People are still listening to it. People are still engaging. And I would love the rest of y'all to keep that energy, too, to come through and talk about all the things related to your own mixedness or an episode that you've heard um, across all the topics. Because that's, I mean, that's why I started the voicemail box, which, of course, I had to cancel because we weren't getting any voicemails and it was just money down the drain. Um, but if you want to send me a voicemail, you still can. You just have to do it over email. Record it on your phone. Send it to me an email, charmaine at militantlymixed.com. 
That's S as in Sam, H-A-R, M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, E, at militantlymixed.com. And I'll just, and I will just add that to the, um, the items that we're compiling under this topic. Um, yeah, that's that. That, that, that part is that part. Uh, I wanted to let y'all know I am going to be in Los Angeles. I know I've been talking about it, but I'll be in Los Angeles from May 20th through um, some actions that are taking place 20th, 21st, 22nd. Um, kicking off with, unfortunately, a private closed event. Militantly Mix is doing a live taping of Militantly Mix, or I'm doing a live taping of Militantly Mix at the East West Players Theater in Los Angeles, uh, which is a dream to be able to say that I can be there. Uh, we are going to be in the courtyard space at fri on Friday, but due to COVID protocols and the fact that this was sort of a, a last-minute get, we're not able to house a number of people, a, a, a big audience, so we're actually limited to a, a list of about 10 people, um, and those people have already been chosen to participate. Uh, so what I am going to be doing is we're trying to create a live stream. Unfortunately, with me being in Houston and not having the equipment present, I don't 100% know if it's going to be able to stream on Friday. If it is, it'll be on the Militantly Mixed YouTube channel and maybe the Blazer March YouTube channel as well. Um, but if it doesn't end up being able to be live streamed, then we are going to, um, I'm just going to share the audio with y'all. Uh, following my trip, so because I am going to be recording that as well. Uh, so the goal is for us to be able to live stream it, but we'll see. It is in association with the Blazer March LA, so uh, the panelists on this episode, uh, on this, um, uh, the panelists for this event is going to be myself, Rohan Jolie, the original creator of the Blazer March in New York, uh, Asian Soph, who y'all know uh, very well, been with me for a while. Uh, who is an activator in Los Angeles, does a lot of Black Asian solidarity work, Yellow Peril for Black Lives, and uh, Lee, who is one of the organizers for Blasia March Los Angeles. Everybody on that stage is going to be a mixed Asian heritage. Two of us are Black Asian mixed, and two of us are White Asian mixed, mixed White Asians, mixed White, mixed Black Asians. Um, and so we are going to be focusing on Black Asian solidarity, movement, Black Asian solidarity movements, and specifically the events that we're having next weekend are about Black Asian solidarity and trans power rally. There's a trans power rally as well. Um, so we're going to get into a few things related to queerness, a few things re related to gender, a few things related to mixedness and the intersections of all those things, and how all those things intersect with our different types of activism. So we have, an, we have two organizers, one activator and one elevator, which is how I describe myself within activism. So we're all three different types of activism that we participate in, and that's what we're going to be talking about. So I will share that with y'all on a future episode of Militantly Mix if I'm not able to stream it. Um, and yeah, so that is going to be a Friday, May 20th. Saturday, May 22nd, if you are in the Los Angeles area, the Blasian March and the Trans Power Rally will be taking place at, um, starting at 4 p.m. at Prushing Square. Uh, we will start the, um, the Trans Power Rally at Prushing Square and support our trans siblings out there in the park or at the square, and then we will 
start the march. I think that starts around 6, and that goes to um, our end location, which is, I believe is called Naval. Uh, that's where we're going to have the after party for the event. And if you would like to participate, please go to either Militantly Mix Instagram or the Blasia March Instagram and follow the information that tells you what to do if you want to go to the after party and, or if you want to participate at the rally. You do not have to RSVP for the rally or the march. Please do not RSVP for marches. That's how people keep a track on you and shit like that. Um, but you would have to RSVP to participate in the party, and there's an email address associated with that on the Instagram, so please go check that out. Um, I will start reposting whatever they share over the course of the next couple days so that if you are in L.A. and you want to participate, it'll be available to you. Um, but the uh, I, I, some of the details are still being worked out, so I don't have them here to drop to y'all today. Please pay attention to the Instagram. Follow Blasian March. Follow Militantly Mix, and I will regram everything that they post as well and provide information on all my platforms. Uh, and I think that is it. Um, actually, one more thing. And I think I did bring this up a couple of episodes back, but um, just to kind of reiterate because I, I saw an old DM recently that made me realize maybe people didn't know. Um, I did have to end the Militantly Mixed Social Distancing Hangouts on my business Zoom account because I have not been able to participate in that much over the course of the last year and change. And so the people that were still joining it every week were people that had been regulars almost the entire time. And so I had felt comfortable enough to allow them to use my um, account without my presence there. That being said, um, last... November, I did finally establish Main Hustle Media as an LLC, and anything that is sort of owned by my LLC uh, should really, I should be a present for. I should, I should attend. And I wasn't able to make that commitment, and so I um, gave everybody a heads up that um, there was going to be only one more. And um, I don't know if they're still meeting, if they're meeting on their own Zoom or, or anything like that, but I, I knew that I could not really allow uh, the continued use of my account, my business account, without my presence. And so that's what happened. That being said, that's not the end of the social distancing hangouts. It's just that I'm going to have to reimagine that um, into a way that uh, is something that I can manage, something that I can attend. So uh, from time to time, there will be some Zoom hangouts um, that we can do for the show but I'm not going to be able to commit to the weekly basis anymore and haven't been able to commit to that for almost over a year now. So if you have recently sent a message within the last couple months about that, um, I hope you're listening so that you know what happened, that I just didn't ignore you. Uh, that leads me to the thing about DMs. Um, I know on every episode I tell you all to send me an email at charmaine at militantlymixed.com, but um, I do also say you can slide into the DMs. The thing that I didn't realize is that if I don't follow you back, or if you're not following me, you go into a hidden section that I don't actually check very often. Um, I don't realize that it's there, I guess. And so I found it the other day and noticed there were a lot of unanswered messages that date back several months. And the thing is, if you're looking for a fast response, email is always going to be the fastest way that I will respond. 
with DMs, I'll get to them kind of when I can. And um, there was a period of time I would respond to them very quickly because I didn't have as much on my plate. Now I have a lot on my plate. I'm balancing four shows and a travel agency business, and I'm traveling a lot, and I'm doing some speaking engagements. So I'm still a one main show. I do not have support. I cannot afford an assistant. I don't have that ability. So I'm not responding to DMs as quickly as I used to, and I'm not going to be able to commit to to doing that until I start actually garnering some form of income from the podcasts. So if you have sent a message and you're not following Military Mix, um, I probably hadn't seen it. I recently saw a bunch of messages. Some of them are so old that I, I haven't been able to stop and address them. And so some of the more recent ones, there's been a couple I've responded to. Uh, but yeah, for me to be able to see you, you actually have to be following the account. Um, if I don't respond, it's because I'm not able to catch up on the Instagram response as fast or the Twitter um, DMs as well. So the best way is to always go to Charmaine at MilitantlyMixed.com. That's S as in Sam, H-A-R, M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, E, at MilitantlyMixed.com. I will respond quicker there, though I have designated days and times for each podcast of when I do work for each of those podcasts, and I'm also about to travel. So I will not be replying to emails probably for the next week, and then I'll get back into it. So you can send the messages. They will sit there unread until I have the capacity next week to start checking in on those. But I wanted you all to know that, um, I yes, I used to absolutely be far more responsive in the past, but this is my full gig now. So I'm responsive at, at my schedule is how I'm going to be able to do it going forward until such time as I garner some form of income that allows me to hire support. Uh, that's just the nature of what it is. <sighs> yeah. So um, I didn't say this. I, I recorded earlier, and I think I mentioned it, but I don't think I mentioned it on this recording. Um, the East-West Players Theater is actually donating the space for the live event that I'm doing on Friday. And even though it is a closed event, not a public event, um, I'm so grateful to them because they're providing me with audio equipment, they're providing me with a location, they're providing me with chairs um, to allow people to attend the event. And because it is a historic theater, it's been there for more, it used to be a church, I believe, it's been there for more than 100 years. It is such an amazing space to be able to host a militantly mixed event, and I'm so grateful that they've provided that. Um, but they, they survive off of donations, and so I would like to arrange a way to collect some donations uh, to support the East-West Players Theater. Um, it's an Asian-American organization. They, they, um, they put on you know plays, they screen movies, they've had comedy shows, all in support of the Asian-American community of Los Angeles, and I, I have been at events at their place before. I absolutely love it, and I, I'm so grateful and, and actually, like, super excited to be able to have the building as a backdrop to the location or to the event that I'm doing on Friday. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the East West Theater so you can learn about it if you want to check it out. Um, but if you would like to help me in raising a little bit of funds to give back to them for what they're donating to me in space for this event... Um, the best way to do that for me right now is to go to paypal.com slash mix and drop some coins in there. And then in the subject line, just go ahead and say that it's for the um, East-West players. 
and I'll compile whatever donations we receive between that and at the event um, so that I can pass that on to them. I'm so grateful. Uh, shout out to Kevin. Kevin is the person that I got a chance to talk to um, in terms of organizing this event, and they're just being really generous, and I want to support those who, who support me, and um, I just, I'm just so grateful. So if you'd like to drop some coins in the tip jar for them, um, anything that I collect over the course of the next week or so, I will make sure that they get it. Um, also, for those that will be in attendance at the event, I am going to be asking for donations if they can provide those um, for the East West players as well. And, um, and maybe I'll do some sort of Instagram live event or something like that in the hopes that we can garner some, some funds for them as well. But I'm just so appreciative, and I want to pass the love on, share the love. So if you're able to donate a little bit of funds, please consider doing so and let me know that it's for the East West players. And I think that's about all I have for y'all. So again, I'm going to be traveling over the course of the next weekend. And um, so from now until I leave, I'm in prep mode for the events. And when I come back, I'll be in decompression mode because that's going to be a lot of social interactions for me. Um, I'm going to have to work on getting my energy back. And then I will be back in full force um, the first week in June. Now, there's still going to be episodes in May, but in terms of my uh, regular-ass main-level energy, I'm probably not getting that back until last week of May, first week of June, <laughs> just being honest. And uh, that's all I got for y'all. So if you want to check out more episodes about white passing or white presentation or white assumption, you can start with episode nine, which is the episode with Gretchen. Um, that's the first one that kicks things off. There's other people... Uh, whose numbers of episodes I, I don't have off the top of my head anymore, but there is an episode that says, my mom is white, my dad is black, keep it moving. Um, that is Olivia. Olivia is a black, white, biracial person who, who is very pale. I see them as a mixed black person, but they're seen where they live as a white person. Um, we get into that on their episode. There's also the episode with B, um, in which... She is also a black, white, biracial person with very light presentation and curly hair. I, again, I see a mixed black person, but they're perceived as a white person majority of the time. Um, oh, man, I forgot what that episode was called. But their name is B, as in, like, the honeybee. Um, so you can check that on the Militantly Mixed thing. Uh, or you can just really just just di deep dive into the, into the catalog, and, and you'll find quite a few of them. Um, so if that's your experience, there are quite a few episodes of that, and I will try to work on, in the future, a compiling list of themed-based uh, episodes uh, to put on the website so that y'all can check, but for now I don't have that capacity. Um, so those are just a few that I suggested. And on that note, I'm out. So don't forget to be your mixed-ass self, and if you're in the Los Angeles area, please join us at the Blazer March on May 21st from 4 p.m. at Prushing Square. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast, produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, The One. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantlymixed for a one-time only donation.
And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.